Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! This is the moment you all have been waiting for! It's time for the global sensation, the one, the only, the undisputed heavyweight podcast in the world, the past timber construction podcast. As the timber industry around the world evolves, the timber industry in Australia is undergoing a significant evolution in itself with the development of further education as one of the strongest pillars in our arsenal for many large companies to deliver on the value proposition for mass timber construction. Qualified wood machinists are currently listed on the national skills list in Australia and are eligible for employer incentives under the Australian Apprenticeships Incentive Program. Wood machining in Australia is at serious risk of being declassified as a trade and amalgamated with other trades. This will have significant repercussions on the timber industry in Australia and the quality of product that's able to be produced in the future. Craig Honeymoon from the Accurate Group is here to talk to me about the evolving situation for national wood machinist qualifications on this extra special guest episode of the Mass Timber Construction Podcast. If you can contribute some data, please go to sterlingmachinery.com.au, register wood machining apprentices, fill out the form, provide the information so that we can provide that to the Australian government in assessing the wood machining and other qualifications for the timber and forestry industry. Please listen to my conversation with Craig. Craig Honeymoon, it's been an absolute long time since we met face to face. We're now virtual today. Um, some very important messages to talk about today. But before we do that, please introduce yourself, introduce your company, and then we'll shoot into the reason for this extraordinary episode of the Mass Timber Construction Podcast. Yeah, great. Thanks. Thanks, PK. And, mate, it really is um, great to catch up with you again, mate. So uh, virtual seems to be the way we do things mostly now. But um, shaking hands and have a beer with you in the future, that's not out of the question. But uh, Craig Honeyman, we're the Managing Director of the Accurate Group. The Accurate Group is made up of um, uh, a number of daughter companies, Sterling Machinery, Accurate Timber Products and Panel Tools Online. So... They're an integrated company that combines machinery, tooling, and, and obviously training as part of our um, core business. And we're all over Australia and New Zealand. So, you know, our, our counterparts in New Zealand are, are equally as important as our, our, um, our customers here in Australia. And yeah, it's a good time to be in the timber industry at the moment. It is. It's very buoyant and it's a great segue into the fact that uh, it's no word of a lie, mass timber construction, uh, general timber products for building globally has started to take off with this movement that's been travelling across the uh, the planet for the last 10 years, now culminating in significant investment in projects that are specifically building with timber. And what underlies that is investment in forestry, investment in the construction industry, but more importantly, investment in people and trying to get the right people into the industry and having a great career progression for those individuals is a significant challenge. Uh, This podcast is really 
focused on Australia and New Zealand, but has a message that's global for our international listeners. And that is that we've got some challenges in trying to get people to come into the industry and to grow. Um, can you just outline what the topic of conversation is today? Yeah, and, and, and Paul, people will always underpin a business, a company, right? That's what we found it on. And, 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 you know, quite rightly so, you talk about uh, mass timber constructions. We have a number of um, timber uh, products coming in, new developments, textured products coming in to claddings and screening. It's, and it's a fabulous time to be a part of that. But at the end of the day, it's the people that underpin to make that all turn those opportunities and, and get an understanding of where timber's going to realise the true potential and the sustainability of our product. So it's it's important now that um, machinery, tooling, everything has got a development um, that is greater and faster than any stage in our, 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 our global history. And but to, 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 to work those equipments, that technology, is you need qualified, skilled operators not just from the past, but we need the current people and we need the future um, operators to be there. Because it is, you, you rightly say, the, the, the timber industry is in a great position and it, it has a great pathway of, um, of vocation and employment for many people. So we've got to get that right and that is something worth fighting for. And the development of programs, uh, you know, I've been involved in the vocational education sector, specifically in Australia, looking at how do we train people coming in to understand timber and timber technology. And that's mainly at a construction and a BIM level and technologies new in the sector because mass timber, for example, is not just about the material, it's about the process. But we can never really understate the very grassroots type of uh, programs for apprentices that come through and they may work in uh, forestry, they may work in wood machining, which is the sector that you represent. What are some of the changes that have just recently happened in Australia that we need to be aware of? Yeah, and PK, I, I sit with a, a vast majority of people who, um, you know, we travel in the in the, in, the, in our um, industry world. But just recently, it, it's obviously I've been invited to to attend a couple of um, meetings because there's a review committee now um, underpinning the wood machining apprenticeship system as it stands um, specifically. When 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 the declining numbers reach a certain point, the government then asks itself whether whether it's worth funding that um, vocation and where do they where do they go with that? If it falls under a certain level, they will just kill it. If it gets close to a level, which is where we are now, and we are precariously close to, to those numbers, they they then review about another option is whether they amalgamate it with another type of um, trade qualification. If the numbers are correct, it will remain as a standalone trade. So really, that's that's the the cornerstone of it is is if the numbers are right and the support of the industry is there, it will it will be healthy and will continue on into the future. So really the assessments about future-proofing what the government sees as RTO programs, specifically in Australia, and look, it has impacts for other countries around the world, I'm sure. We're looking at trying to grow the sector, which means specifically for apprentices, no matter where they sit, but specifically today, your particular focus is machining and wood machinery and apprentices associated with that. We need to envelop and develop 
and invest in these people coming through so that we can actually provide the raw material feedstock resource to be able to fund the activities of people producing items like cross-laminated timber, blue-laminated timber, LVL, um, and then from secondary processing, you've got panels, you've got eye joists, you've got structural timber products in an engineering engineering sense and in a softwood sense and even a hardwood sense to some degree with plantation hardwoods and so you know this challenge has become something more highlighted now because of the reviews that are happening so what are you doing about it what 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 is it that you want to say to the people in australia specifically about how they can contribute to ensure the viability of these programs moving forward and and PK is quite simple, right? This is this is this is the, the the position that we can control, right? So it requires all of industry now to to play that role in it um, of support. So at the end of the day, the review committee is just after numbers. They're not after a story or a history or where our future can go. They're just after sheer numbers. Like, what are you prepared to do as an industry? Are you prepared to put X amount of apprentices on? What are you doing next year, etc.? So if we give that commitment pledge now what we do to say oh, this is what we're prepared to do then they're prepared to say okay well if that's the case well we're prepared to keep funding that on if you're not well we're going to reallocate that money to another flourishing industry etc so it's the the first gate where we are at the moment paul is the important one is to is to retain the trade of wood machining as a standalone um as a standalone trade that's the key. And I need industry to come back, as they've done this morning, um, but I need the feedback from all the, the stakeholders to say what they are planned to do. And, and we, we, we can then submit that towards the end of next week because the, the review time is very short. And the numbers that you provide, the data you provide, I presume you've got some sort of repository or a collection point. So if you want to contribute to that data, I'll put the link in the show notes for this particular podcast and encourage anybody that's in the sector that has uh, information they can provide to provide real numbers uh, that sit behind what these particular trades might mean for the sector if they were to be amalgamated with another trade. Uh, so yes, please do contribute to that particular data set and thank you for taking the lead and, and establishing that particular portal for the collection of the data. Secondary to that though is also a review of the qualification itself and I understand that you're taking a very active stance in reviewing the qualification to make sure it's industry ready. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, and, and, and Paul, the, the second gate if we can secure the first gate, which is a critical part first, the second gate is equally important. At the moment, wood machining gets broken up into other streams coming in, furnishings and all sorts of stuff, which which gets very confusing, it gets very complicated. Um, a, a lot of our training is reflective of, of old technology or past technology, not relative to new. And you talk about CLT and, and, and GLT, high joists and gluing and lamination and finger joining which is um scanning optimization like it, it, it's the, it, we need to be reflective 
of what the skill sets we need now and, and, and also where we need to be in the, in, in the future. So we have committed as a, com- as a co- company that um, we'd like to join that committee, that, that, that board, in order to look at the curriculum. But I also need other stakeholders, other TAFE colleges, training institutions, other people from industry to also play that role. And then we can really map out truly um, control our destiny where we need to be in the future. So and that's exciting for us to play that role, but we need to get gate one fixed first. And um, hear that loud and clear. And I guess the second port of call is beside industry supporting the data set that you're creating to then put forward a case to ensure the sovereignty of the course. The second part is really about reviewing um, in consolidation with the, the industry and the progression of the industry, advanced manufacturing equipment that I know you've been involved in supplying to some advanced uh, hardwood CLT plants, CLTP, Tasmania as well one of them, or CUSP, as they're called now, takes a very different approach to the way that traditional uh, machinery would play in the forestry industry. It, it really advances it moving forward. And then on top of that, you're putting out a call to other people that might provide courses. I've been involved in uh, the Box Hill Mass Timber Construction Project Management course. You know, these sorts of courses that look at the skill sets that are available to then feed back into the qualifications. You're also calling for that. That is what I'm hearing. Oh, uh, and, and PK, there's, there's. If you take in, um, if you take in places like Germany, where they they revere people in the timber industry, and and and, and universities like Rosenheim have taken this thing to a level where they they integrate not just about machinery and glues, but about forest product, timber products, and how the development of that and how they blend together, like. This collectively is, is critical to the to the sustainability and, and also the opportunities that we have in the timber industry. So yeah, I think we, if we're going to get a chance to review it, let's 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 have a great opportunity and good look at this. So yeah, really, it's about um, again people first and foremost. Then it's about the qualifications and trainings and skills. It's about the ecosystems that people that supply into the industry sector, the primary, the secondary, and even the tertiary uh, processing of timber-based uh, and forestry-based products. And then on top of that, you've got people that are passionate about the industry sector, such as yourself, and I would put myself in that category as well, trying to advocate for the best endeavours for our industry. And I think that's a lesson for any uh, person that's listening around the world to take on board um, a, a strong position to be able to foster and develop our industry sector rather than distill it down uh, based on potentially erroneous data and I think that's a really important message out of today and so look I thank you for coming on is there any last words that you would like to uh, put forward to our audience look PK one thing the timber industry is a hereditary, it's a generational industry as in a principle. You know, we're now talking into fourth and fifth generations. You've got families who are invested and um, I guess I guess what we'd like to see is it, it's one of the last remaining industries that is such as that and we want that to get into the sixth, seventh and eighth generations and, and we've got roles to play to make sure that happens. The first one is, is really just to get a commitment out of the, the next apprenticeship and, and, and their commitment from the industry to, to support that. And then we look at um, really the, what we can do as a, as, a, as a collective group together. 
Thank you, my friend. It's a very, very clear message. Um, can I ask you a couple of cheeky questions? Uh, have you got any other big projects in the pipeline for some mass timber plants, my friend? Oh, mate, you know what that? It's a very, um, it's a very competitive market. It's a very, um, it's a almost a secretive little market at the moment. So there's there's a there's a few things happening in the pipeline now, and you know, all I can say to you, PK, is hang on to your hat, mate. You know. You know, it was a cheeky, it was a cheeky question, Craig. I caught you on the hop for everyone. Craig's uh, significantly on the hop here, and I appreciate you answered that with grace and poise. And look, you're bound by confidentiality in many instances. So what I'm hearing is, look out for this space in the future for what's happening in the marketplace. And I'm sure Sterling Machinery and Accurate Group will be at the forefront of driving the new agenda. And you've had some significant successes in the past um, look thank you so much for coming on this extraordinary uh, episode of the mass timber construction podcast to put out a call to collect data to support the industry and support the uh, future endeavors of the mass timber construction market and broader timber and forestry based products so thank you for coming on this afternoon mate thank you pk really really appreciate your time and great to see you again Look thanks mate. One, mate cheers, cheers.